And good morning to everybody that's, uh, that's at home. Maybe you're with us live on Facebook or YouTube or at ccmonline.org. Uh, maybe you're checking us, us out later in the day, or maybe you are on our podcast. We're so grateful to have you uh, worshiping and listening and learning uh, and just being part of our community together. want to remind you uh, that we'll be receiving communion together after the message. So if you haven't had a chance to already, uh, make sure to go to your kitchen and grab some bread and some juice or whatever will work for you to celebrate communion with us. So again, we're just so grateful to have you with us here in this January 1947 preached his first sermon uh, at 19 years old at Ebenezer Baptist Church. So we're going to raise a little Ebenezer today (laughs) and remember God's faithfulness. And one of the things I love about that is right after he preached his first sermon at 19, they commissioned and ordained him. He didn't go to cemetery, I mean seminary. (laughs) He actually let his heart come alive in ways that were real and connected to his desire and passion. My my friend Heather and I yesterday hung out over a cup of coffee, and we were talking about whether or not we would do things based on what we think others expect of us or what is 
what is religiously called for or if we'll do it from desire and passion. Hmm. And my friends, when we do things from desire and passion, it remains. It continues. You know, everything begins with desire and passion, but then it can become an issue. And then it can become an organization. And then it can become capitalism or whatever else. Okay, And I say that just to say everything begins with a great desire and passion when we're trying to change the world, but it can get all followed up if we don't stay connected to the heart of that desire to do good in the world, right? If we stay connected to our Ebenezer, so I'll raise my Ebenezer. I want to stay connected to this heart that is passionate about God's faithfulness. And I don't always do that. Do you? No. No, you don't. I mean, sometimes your body just took you here because that's where your car went. Because you've developed a habit of coming to church on a Sunday. And that's really good. I mean, it's good to develop neural pathways to take us to places that bring us to faith. Amen? But then when we get here, let's wake up to the Ebenezer in us all. Let's wake up to this kind of passion that didn't go to seminary, right? That, That says, I am connected to my heart for God. Like, what drew you to Jesus? What was it about Jesus that you fell in love with? So Scott and I this morning, we're talking about... Once upon a time. We're talking about new beginnings. And we're going to talk about Ebenezer's expectations and anticipations. And i got to stand up, honey. Do you mind? Yeah, I, we I was we wondering why you went way over there. I thought maybe you were going to try to say something that I couldn't reach over and get you to settle down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to count on me. Okay, so, you know, the fourth preference pair in the Myers-Briggs, you know, that talks about the differences between us, like Scott's a J on the Myers-Briggs, I'm a P, in case you never noticed. So what does that mean? Well, yes. You're tell and us. so, you know, it's do you prefer a more structured and decided lifestyle is the judging, right, AJ? And that's Scott. And you're a P, but you, you always say you never know where I'm going. It's true. Like he says, when Scott's speaking, he can always count on Scott, like, you know, moving from A to then B and then C. And I go A, get in a rabbit hole, and you never can tell. Because the P's are more of a flexible, adaptable lifestyle we're perceiving. And, And it is a preference. It's not right or wrong. It's just, you know, like yesterday, our son who is, uh, calling us to go on vacation with him, sent a note and just said, okay, so is this place better or this place better? Because you guys have had more experience in this area. It's a nice way of saying you're old. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, this place isn't better or worse than this place. And then he wrote, LOL, 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 that is such a mom answer. Like that, you just can't pigeonhole me. You know, like, I, and so anyway, and then Scott comes alongside, says, this is better. Aren't you glad that there are people that will tell you something's better sometimes, right? Anyway, but then sometimes it's better not to have people tell you 
and let you connect to your own desire. Definitely. And follow your passion, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so here's this reality. So I want to talk about anticipation. Scott wants to talk about expectations. But <laughs> right. we both want to talk about Ebenezer's. So everybody say it together. Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Let's sing it. So I'll raise my Ebenezer. Like we want to raise up where God has been faithful to us. We want to talk about that in 2022, yes. right? Because I don't know about you guys, but there have been all kinds of things that have changed. And, so, and, and, and my friend uh, who's a pastor in Chicago says that all change has loss, right? And then that loss changes us. And it can either change us into a person who is seeking to grow in God's love, or we start to move away from love. There's always that. We're either moving toward love or away from love. Because Jesus said it this way, the kingdom's like kids. It's like kid president. It's going to be super simple. You know, that my little black boys and little white girls are going to hold hands and, and, and walk together. Right? That, that's just as simple and beautiful as it gets. Amen? Amen? So Scott and I are going to take you through the Ebenezer's Declaring God's Faithfulness, Expectations, and Anticipations with a vision guide that our friend uh, Jeannie Stevens, Jeannie and Jarrett, pastor Soul City Church. And if you want to get the vision guide, you can go online to JeannieStevens.com and download the vision guide. And what it what actually it offers you is a way to do uh, a review of the year so that you can open up to anticipation and expectation in 2022. It's really lovely. And then our whole retreat on February the 5th is going to be around those things. So if you've been saying, you know, I'd like to let go of some old things and embrace some new, but I'd like to worship God and thank God for all God did. Did God do anything good for you in 2021? Definitely. Could you just yeah. lift up an Ebenezer for a minute and say, I am declaring the faithfulness yes. of God. Yes, I am. Yeah. I have learned that all change is a loss and all loss changes us. And so, you know, when you let go of the old, we want to make decisions to say, let it lead me toward love and not away from love. So? Yeah, so our scripture is out of 1 Samuel 7, verse 12. And why don't we read this together? And then we'll follow by a moment of silence. Yeah, let's read it together. Then Samuel took, took a, stone a stone and, and set, set it up between Mizpah and Shem. He named it Ebenezer. Ebenezer saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. So let's take that into the silence and allow God to remind us of the ways we've been helped. And maybe you want to say amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm still standing. <laughs> right? Come on, please help me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, Tanaka. Come on. <laughs> I know we do. Where did that go? Okay. 
That's coming next week, maybe. I don't know. What yeah. do you think, Tom? So, so this practice of uh, utilizing stones for memorial uh, is a practice that happens a lot in the Scripture, especially in the Old Testament you see it. The book of Joshua, actually ten different times, there's a significant usage of stone around things like memorial or mm-hmm. other actions. There's a few things that go with it. Uh, One is they would practice this, and we're encouraged to practice memorial, whether it's stones or other types of memorials or traditions or markers along the way, um, is to, first of all, acknowledge that God is the author of our life and that God is central to all that happens. That was one of the main reasons that they would practice it. Secondly, they would do it as a practice to remind their children of the great things God had done in their midst. And then thirdly, it was to remind themselves of the faithfulness of God in their lives, the miracles, so that as they went forward, they would be reminded every time they would go past these stones, these places, these Ebenezers, they would be reminded of God's faithfulness, which obviously is critical. Now remember, gratitude is about the things of our past. We, we give gratitude for the things that have already occurred, and that becomes kind of a fuel for our future. So they would have these memorial stones, and these are the things that would help them have confidence that God was still with them, not just 400 years ago right. or 1,000 years ago, but God was with them, and God is with us on this day. Mm-hmm. So this is why we want to, one of the reasons why we want to practice this practice and talk about this today for a few minutes. So we're going to look at some stones of remembrance, and uh, this was our 50th birthday year. Scott and I went away, and we were on a beach, and we found the white rocks, and we put the 50 on top of the black rocks. Now, I am nine months older than Scott, because I know he was going to say that next. And, um, and we... Yeah, this was more like a hopeful thing for me. This was, <laughs> this was a gratitude for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just... I wasn't going to say it. I know, I know. You, go ahead. Yeah, I know. You would never. And so that, that was a memorial stone for us. In fact, everywhere that Scott and I go, um, we bring home rocks, and then we write on the back of it what that rock signified for us. Um, we've done rocks on retreat. In fact, this one, surely God is here. Um, you and Scott, or you and uh, Ian were down in Jackson at... Um, St. Francis de Sales Retreat House. And yeah. this was probably almost 20 there. years ago. Yeah. Right? We still have the rock. Surely God is here. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, about um, the way that you mark things. You know, there, there's uh, uh, some people buy things when they go somewhere, and that's how they remember it. But I'm cheap, and so I look for a rock, and I look for a way to mark what God has done. And so I, hang I just... Hang on, hang on. Check out this one. Ireland. Can't you see? This is Ireland. <laughs> I'm always wondering, though, when I'm going through customs, like, uh, you know, sir, what's the rock for? We have had to put rocks It's back. my Ebenezer. Anyway, and they, it's my Ebenezer. No. And then they're like, okay, get no. security. But you might want to take a look at maybe the, the 10 Ebenezers of 2021 as a way to review your life. Like, how did God help you? How did God help you? I mean, we had some significant help 
2021. And God gave us a word for our family, and the word was abundance. And I want to tell you, there were so many gifts that were given to our kids um, that were so beautiful. Ways were open for them, two kids. God provided a beautiful home for each of them and provided us to only be a few miles from them. And God provided a brand new baby. I mean, those were great gifts. Um, God also provided a way out of a toxic relationship for me. That was also another way God helped me. You know, so there are some things that we let go of that are ways God helps us. There are some ways that open up to us because God is helping us. So. Yeah, and let me, let me just mention this before, because we want to show you a video clip of, of Steve Jobs that we think is pretty powerful to talk about what we're talking about here. But um, one of the reasons why gratitude is so critical for our life is because sometimes good things happen in our life or some things happen in our life that we don't recognize as a gratitude until later, mm -hmm. but those really become prophetic things for our future. It is literally out of our gratitude and acknowledging what God has done in our lives that there becomes this connectedness into our future. God literally propels us into our future by paying attention to the way God's already moved in our life. It doesn't mean that God's going to move the same way, but it gives us a confidence. If you pray, for instance, and you ask for increased faith, one of the ways that faith can increase in all of our lives is just with a life of gratitude. Mm -hmm. As we acknowledge what God's been doing in our life, that will bolster faith in anybody's life as you pay attention. Mm -hmm. So we want to show you this powerful clip of Steve Jobs. This is Stanford University, 2005. It's about six years before he dies. Shortly after he had been, not too long after he had um, been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. The doctors had told him he had three to six months to live, which he lived quite a bit longer than that. But that's, this is Stanford University commencement. Today, I want to tell you three stories from my life. The first story today, is about connecting I want to dots. tell you three stories from my life. I dropped out of Reed College after the first six months, but then stayed around as a drop-in for another 18 months or so before I really quit. The minute I dropped out, I could stop taking the required classes that didn't interest me and begin dropping in on the ones that looked far more interesting. And much of what I stumbled into by following my curiosity and intuition turned out to be priceless later on. Let me give you one example. Reed College at that time offered perhaps the best calligraphy instruction in the country. Throughout the campus, every poster, every label on every drawer was beautifully hand calligraphed. I decided to take a calligraphy class to learn how to do this. I learned about serif and sans serif typefaces, about what makes great topography great. None of this had even a hope of any practical application in my life. But 10 years later, when we were designing the first Macintosh computer, it all came back to me. And we designed it all into the Mac. It was the first computer with beautiful typography. If I had never dropped out, I would have never dropped in on that calligraphy class, and personal computers might not have the wonderful typography that they do. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. Because believing that the dots will connect down the road 
will give you the confidence to follow your heart, even when it leads you off the well-worn path. My second story is about love and love. Waz and I started Apple in my parents' garage when I was 20. We worked hard, and in 10 years, Apple had grown from just the two of us in the garage into a $2 billion company with over 4,000 employees. And then I got fired. I was a very public failure, and I even thought about running away from the valley. But something slowly began to dawn on me. I still love what I did. And so I decided to start over. During the next five years, I started a company named Next, another company named Pixar, and fell in love with an amazing woman who had become my wife. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. My third story is about death. When I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. It made an impression on me. And since then, for the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. Sorry that video didn't work. It's, I, I would encourage you to watch. There's a longer uh, video of the whole speech that's 15 minutes long, but um, the video that goes with it is really powerful, so apologize if that didn't work out this morning. But there's basically three stories he talks about with his own life, connecting the dots, talks about things like being adopted as a child, uh, things like... Um, you know, his parents, his father never graduated, his adoptive father never graduated from high school, and he gets into some of the detail around his life, talks about, as we heard, getting fired by Apple, and then coming back to Apple 12 years later after he started Pixar and Next. But the issue of, during those incredibly difficult moments of his life, later being able to look back and realize that if those difficult moments didn't happen in his life, other things couldn't have happened. Um, and, and that's true about all of us, mm -hmm. right? We know that. When we look back on our life and we look back on gratitudes, we know that there's some things that have been good in our lives that have been accomplished that if we wouldn't have gone through a difficulty... Uh, we wouldn't be in this good place on this day, right? Right. So think a moment about connecting a dot in your own life mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have known what it meant at the time, but you can see the way it's connected to your future. The second thing that he talked about is um, how loss and love 
uh, are connected. And, and he uses the illustration in his own life, and this is how God works in our lives, is if we, if we pay attention in the midst of loss, he realized what he really loved, and it was what he was already doing. He was ready to walk away from it, but he went back to it because he thought, this is what I love doing. So, as Claire said when we started today, one of the things that we're all wanting to do is move toward love. Mm -hmm. If we're living the life that God has created us to live, we are people that are moving toward love, loving others, loving God, and loving ourselves. What are you doing? What in your life are you loving? Doesn't mean it's always great and good. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we all know is the importance of having a love for what we do, we put our hands to, the way we are with our relationships, is because when things get hard, love carries us through. Yeah, like Scott and I, we always have our biggest fights right before we're about to speak together. And that happened at 10 p.m. last night. And can you guys believe we fight? True confessions. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so we just, it, it's like, really? And, you know. It's all good. Claire, Claire worked through it, and we're all good now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, because we have, we have a commitment to connect the dots of our lives, mm-hmm. we can make it through those moments and say, oh, this is another invitation. Like, did you know that any good relationship is an invitation to continual forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, our, that's our reality. So, you know, I forgave Scott. He repented in sackcloth and ashes. It's all good now. And it's all good it's all now. Good. And, uh, and, and so the beauty of that is that, you know, we, we do, the, the stories we tell ourselves about how God has helped us before, help us get through the minute we're in, right? Like remembering how God helped us helps us get through the minute we're in. And the third thing, <laughs> I, and the third thing is death, which is what Claire threatened me with last <laughs> night. <laughs> um, but what makes it really powerful in the speech, for instance, is he had already been told by the doctors he was going to die. But he started it with a quote um, that he, he learned when he was about 17 years old. And uh, go ahead. You want me to say it? Yeah. Okay. If you live each day as if it was your last, one day you will certainly be right. Somebody said that. And so we don't know. We looked it up. Nobody knows. But yeah. somebody said it, and it's really true. Yeah. Like, one of, the, one of these days you're going to be Right. Right. And if we live our lives like, okay, which is why we have chosen never to let the sun go down on our wrath. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's like, I really would not want that to be the last conversation we ever had. Right, right. You know, and um, so one of these days you're going to be right. Hopefully it's a day when we're not fighting. Anyway, (laughs) so, but the point is this. We have a very spicy interaction. It's awesome. It is. It's and it's you guys don't even fellowship. know how spicy he is. <laughs> like, I look like I'm the spicy one. Don't let this calm demeanor fool you. <laughs> yes. Can I get anyway. an amen from anybody who's ever seen the spice of Scott? 
So right? the, the, right. the key the key to this, yeah, oh, I didn't our, know we were in a marriage retreat or something. <laughs> no, this is good for all relationships. It is. It's so good. Right? It's it so, is good. so good. I, I, yes. Yeah. Yes. I would defend myself, which is always important to me, but I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> I'll do it at lunchtime. <laughs> anyway, um, so the, the piece about having the reality to our mortality, mm. there will be a last day. Oh, that's pow- a wrap, Don. The Could power of that, the power of that is then we live in a way where we're not so driven by things like pride, mm. by our ego, mm-hmm. by external unhealthy motivations. Our unforgiveness. Um, right. And, you know, in, in Job's case, the thing that he refers to is when he got fired, it launched him into the most creative time in his life, mm. and he said he was sure it was because... He got all the weight of leading Apple off of his back. And that's when he started Pixar and started Next and then went back to Apple. But he said that. So the key here is when we understand that our days are limited, what do you need to let go of? All of us need to look back at 2021, and there are things that all of us need to let go of. They're not helpful. They're not helpful for this year. They're not helpful for our future. So it's an important practice. What should I be letting go of? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's relationships that have come to the place where that, that, those relationships should be over. Maybe there's situ- other situations in our life. Maybe there's bitterness that we've been functioning in. Maybe there's habits and patterns in our lives that we have established that we know we need to let go of those things in order for us to live into the fullness God has for us. Right, and the letting goes can be things that we know are toxic or things that we think are really good, Mm -hmm. right? To let go of even things that are good to make room for what is best. Amen, amen. There is nothing to prove and nothing to protect. I am who I am and it is enough. There is nothing to prove and nothing to protect. I am who I am, and it is enough. You know, one of the reasons that we don't let go of things is we are defined by them. You know, we, we, have, been, uh, we have been under their spell. And we think we have to prove, and we think we have to defend, and we think we have to be that, and we think we have to do that in order to be loved by God or accepted by other people. Could we all just say, I am who I am? I am who I am. And it is enough. And it is enough. Mm-hmm. And, and as, as you're saying, you know, it could be good things too. I mean, the rich young ruler is such a powerful example of this, right? He's asked by Jesus to give away his wealth. It's not a bad thing, his wealth. As a matter of fact, Jesus asked him to do good with his wealth. Mm-hmm. And he just can't do it. Because he identified that was who he felt like he was. So, mm-hmm. what is it that we need to let go of? Because really, friends... You're already naked. It's the truth. The scripture tells us that, right? In... Job 1. Not Steve Job, <laughs> but Job. Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I'll return to the womb of the earth. God gives... God takes, God's name be ever blessed. Mm -hmm. That there's really this idea of, I don't know why Steve Jobs said, you are already naked. Do you know what the story is behind that? He was just talking about how 
knowing your mortality, knowing you're going to die and keeping that ever before you, that you realize that you don't have to perform for other people. You were, you're, you were created to live into the life that you were given. Don't try to live anybody else's life. Don't try to live by anybody else's expectations. Don't try to be driven by, at one point he says, dogma. Don't let other people's opinions be the thing that drives you. You live your life. And so essentially his point was just when it's all said and done, we're all naked. We'll, and he doesn't say God, but we will all stand before God, as the scripture tells us here. Uh, naked we came in and naked we returned. Right? And right now we're standing naked before God. Like mm-hmm. there isn't any amount of rouge I can put on. That, that hides me from God, right? This is, I am me. And, um, and I think there is this part of, you know, God giving and taking things away in our lives, God giving and taking things away in our lives, that we have no idea how God is going to show up. Letting go opens the way for God's prophetic purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, the things that we don't let go can literally become either roadblocks to us living into our fullness, or it becomes a hindrance to that. Um, there's, a, there's a great scripture, Psalm 78, 41. It says, we don't have it in the outline here, but it says, and the Israelites limited the Holy One of Israel. Mm. That's just powerful, isn't it, when you think about it? Because many times we just think God will just kind of over, certainly God could just overrun or overrule our hindrance to the work of God in our life. But the scripture clearly tells us that there are things that we do, if we're not careful, that limit the activity of God in our life. Right, and even Jonah said, it's in the book of Jonah, it says, those that cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that can be theirs. Mm -hmm. And you know, there is grace awaiting. Mm -hmm. So the thing that we're going to do here is end, because we ran out of time. Um, but look at the scripture in Isaiah forty-three nineteen, and let's read it together. I am about, about to, to do, do a new, new thing. thing. Now, now it springs forth. Do you not, not perceive it? it? I, will I will make, make a way in the wilderness, wilderness and rivers in the, the desert. desert. We want you to look at your life and see the rivers in the desert. You know, sometimes um, in our years of pastoring, we have had particular passions, and sometimes it might make it feel like that should be your passion too. You know, our work with uh, the Human Trafficking Task Force, we realize not everybody's called to go and do what we do. And even on, like, like on a Tuesday, when we find out somebody can't go to be somewhere, and can you go, and we hightail it in the car and find mugs to give out and brochures to pass out to talk to people about anti-human trafficking, in Oakland County. But what is God asking you to do? I don't know if he's asking you to make a Mac computer, right? Definitely not me, right? Maybe Julia and Matt could be. I don't know. (laughs) But I, I know that that is not the call. But what I know is that, you know, our family, um, we are a mixed bag of glory and grime and all kinds of personalities, all kinds of talents and gifts and uh, and foibles and, and, you know, all of that. And on um, December 26th, Bonnie gave us a word to our family uh, about this um, new beginnings. And 
uh, we got to let go of the word that was abundance from last year. And she spoke that word, and I can't even tell you, that week, I'm not telling you now, but we heard some new things that are happening in our family that just opened the way for us to be with God. And I wonder, what is it for you? So you have a rock. You have a way to set up an Ebenezer. They're right there next to you on the table. There is a marker. And we just want to open up a space here for you to say, either marking a rock, an Ebenezer, to say how God helped you this year, or write down how, what God is inviting you to this year. It can be, it, you can make a little graphic if you don't want anybody to know what you're saying. You can initial it. You know, I know it's small, but you'll, you'll know what you're talking about. There's people, they pick up our rocks, they have no idea what we're talking about, but we know. And what if you allowed God to open up a way for you in 2022 that would lead you personally into your own new beginning? And maybe the dot that's connected is around how God helped you in 2021. I don't know. But we're going to take a moment here. And we're going to pray that this would be a way we could pay attention to the review of last year and with anticipation or expectation open up to what's new. And then I just have this prompting to say to you, you can't get this wrong. So go ahead and write down anything. It might be the first thing that helps you drop down to the truer thing when you leave today. But let's go ahead and just, here's how you help me. Here's a new beginning, a new expectation, a new anticipation. Maybe you need two rocks or three. There's more over on the prayer wall. Underneath the prayer hands. I think that, um, let me read the scripture to us again. I think that there's um, kind of a prophetic prompting for maybe all of us or certainly some of us. And this is what the scripture says. It says, I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So Isaiah uh, wrote this scripture in the midst of Babylonian captivity, enslavement for the Israelites. And they were used to the pattern of God's faithfulness in their life uh, in, in some very significant ways was the parting of seas, right? But God says, and I believe God's saying to some of us, if not all of us, there's some new ways God's going to be bringing about his goodness in your life. So you, you and I have, we all have expectations and anticipations, but God's going to surprise us. Mm-hmm. 
He will make a way, God will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In other words, God was saying, you're going to walk out of this captivity and you're going to go into what would even feel like a desperate situation in the wilderness, which they were kind of used to, but what they weren't used to is God providing rivers. It's almost the exact opposite of what they were used to. And God is about to surprise some of us, if not all of us, with some of the new things that are going to spring forth in our life. One last thing. The scripture says it will spring forth. That is an agricultural term there. And there is already something underground that has sprung forth. What, what God is saying is there's work going on. There's groundwork that's already been laid for your 2022. And you can't perceive it, but it's already happening. So however you would like to work with your stones, we're going to invite the prayers of the people uh, leaders up to guide us. And whenever you feel ready, you can stand with us if you like, or you can stay seated. Faithful one. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We know that each of us has experienced different levels of joy and struggle in this past year. We also know that in every moment, you are with us. As we establish our dreams and plans for this new year, we thank you for your faithfulness in everything. God, God, what is our response? God, in your faithfulness, we give give thanks. thanks. Let's say that together again. God, God in, your in your faithfulness, faithfulness we, we give, give thanks. We pray for those who have helped us this past year, especially. For doctors, nurses, technicians, and medical staff, especially. teachers, school boards, and administrators, especially. For police officers, firefighters, and paramedics, especially. others who bring our country and world safety, especially. Let them, each one, find strength in your faithfulness. God, in in your faithfulness, faithfulness, we we give thanks. May we dream with you about the plans you have for us that flow from love. We pray for our enemies and those who oppose us, especially. May we know and love you more deeply 
and learn to love ourselves, that we may more fully love others. God, God, God in, in your, your faithfulness, faithfulness we, we give thanks. thanks. We pray for your children who preach the gospel of mercy, justice, peace, and salvation throughout the world. And let the love of Christ in the name of Jesus spread throughout the globe. And let us participate in the spread of your message. God, God in, in your, your faithfulness, faithfulness, we give thanks. And now, in the silence, we pause, reflect, and give thanks. pray together. God, in your faithfulness, we give thanks. I'm going to invite you to the communion table. I invite you first to hold the bread as we get ready to Say, God, in your faithfulness, we give thanks. On the night you were betrayed, you took bread, you broke it, you gave thanks and said, take this, all of you, and eat. This is my body, broken for you. And every time, every time, remember me. And so together we raise our Ebenezer, or we say, Jesus, we remember you. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and raised it. Mm. Said, this is the sign of the covenant that was made with us, each and every one. And every time we gather, we do this to celebrate God's faithfulness in our life. To thank God for the forgiveness of sins, for the goodness in our lives, and for the way that God is so beautifully faithful to each and every one. Go ahead and take the cup. together we say, Jesus, we, we remember, remember you. And let's sing together again the hymn that we sang earlier, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing Together. And you can stand or be seated however you prefer to sing it. Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing to my heart to
raise up that rock, whatever we wrote on today. And here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come, and I hope I, thy good pleasure, safely to our friends for 2022 and we believe God that this is a year of being helped giving thanks for help anticipating and expecting your goodness so even now God we bless our friends with new Ebenezer's as they head into this year significant life-changing moments and also those small moments that become so absolutely critical in all of our lives. So we bless our friends. We bless you guys. Amen. Happy 2022. Give somebody an air bump. (laughs) 